Welcome back to the Love, Sex and Alchemy podcast. Um, this morning I'm speaking with Shannon Major and Shannon is joining us to talk about the embodiment of self-love. So welcome, Shan. Thanks for coming on. Hello. Thank you for having me and for inviting me on. Oh, it's nice to have you here. I love your energy. It's like so soft and feminine and oh, just makes me feel like relaxed <laughs> oh thank you I have other sides though that are really quite <laughs> extreme and not that soft but thank you for seeing that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure like the rest of us women we're not just soft and sweet but um yeah I really feel that in your transmission so I don't know if you'd like to um start or a good place to start might be with just like telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and your work hmm yeah, sure. So I'm an emotional healing artist, oracle and teacher. Um, and my predominant work is with women in the realms of self-love, uh, conscious relationships, embodiment, um, landing back into the incarnation of our true essence. Um, yeah, so I'm quite... I'm quite versatile and I really um, seem to flitter between like what my point of focus is. I think that's like a typical manifesto thing. We just <laughs> kind of like move with the currents of like where we're being initiated. So um, that's that's where I am at the moment. But yeah, it's um, the kind of constant theme is around self-love, relationships and essence. Mm, I love that and I so agree I'm a fellow manifesto over here <laughs> yeah and I feel like I have to change my website like at least every month if not yeah. like <laughs> more regularly I'm like oh I'm not doing that anymore yeah 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 it's yep. um it's been a journey to accept that actually like that that part of the manifesto nature mm, yeah I feel like this is something that I'm journeying recently is like um how can I how can I follow the aliveness and not like resist that constant like change but also be like bring in more consistency and 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 realize that like I actually don't have to follow um the aliveness in the way that it's saying that it wants to be like followed every time like I don't have to act on every idea and vision because I have a yeah. lot of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I know yeah, how you that balance. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed recently it's like if it sticks around for like more than a week, then I'm like, okay, this is this is a thing. Mm, I <laughs> Lots love of that. them like come up and then they kind of dissolve and I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, good tip. <laughs> um, so just before we press record, we were just talking a little bit about your topic, the embodiment of self-love. And you just um yeah, you just shared with me that it's something that you've sort of come back to. It's it's sort of something that you were bringing through a uh, transmission you were bringing through a while ago and you've sort of like journeyed and you, you came back to this point. Um, and I was saying how I feel like I've done that with some of my work recently. But um, yeah, I'd love if you could just share a little bit about the what you mean, I guess, about the embodiment of self-love. Sure, everyone's heard of the term self-love, pretty cliche term, but I would love to, yeah, hear in your words a little bit about yeah. what the actual embodiment of that is. Mm, yeah. Like. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like self-love from like a pop culture, like new age stance, the way I interpret it is it's like this, this concept of like approving of oneself right like like yourself accept yourself but it seems to land in this very kind of mental mind-centric way almost like self-love is a psychological way of seeing ourselves you know um and i think even that is kind of contorting because we can't like ourselves all the time. Mm. And I don't, I don't really find that to be a necessary component of loving myself. You know, sometimes I do act out of integrity. As humans, we do fall down and we make mistakes and we do shitty things. And to love yourself is not about 
you know, almost forcing yourself to be like, well, I accept that I did that. And it's actually okay that I did that, you know. Um, it's more so about having this relationship with ourselves where we are meeting and holding what's alive, what's mm. currently stirring inside us, you know, through our tender, fragile, sensitive humanity. And self-love is really the commitment that holds that container to commit to always meeting and holding what is because it just is because it's real because it's the truth because it's our experience and it deserves to be met mm. I love that it's like the self-love is just not denying what is yeah yeah and I suppose reclaiming the body as this place of safety and power that we always have that we can always turn to in any moment you know it's the space of the inner world that lets us know we're alive we're connected to something we're feeling something um and it's like self-love is that container that's like, okay, no matter what is happening in my world, no matter how crazy or how awful, I always have this refuge of safety to return to. Mm, I love that. It's like, um, yeah, coming, like it's, it's, it's the self-abandonment, <clears throat> excuse me, the self-abandonment piece, right? Mm. Yeah, it's like I am... Um, I journeyed some stuff in my relating world recently and I realized um, like all, like I saw clearly um, all the ways that I was still self-abandoning and um, yeah, that can be like a lot to, <laughs> to sort of face that. Um, yeah. And, you know, but the beauty within that is like, cool. Okay. Now I can see clearly all these places that I'm self-abandoning. I can like recommit to myself that I'm going to, you know, not try to avoid, you know, the truth of what is arising within me and instead, you know, speak, speak from that place and, and, and meet, you know, head on. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, because we've, you know, pretty much been conditioned to abandon ourselves. Like we've been taught to be very externally driven, you know, unconsciously. This isn't like written anywhere, like people don't cognitively know it. But if you look around, like a lot of our invisible, like social coding, especially for women as well, is about appeasing and, um, you know, kind of keeping your eyes on the prize or what's in front of you like keep going what are your goals like keep your focus like all of these kind of very subtle and not subtle ways that we're taught to be um, externally driven and identified as oh that is what's happening like what I am doing or what I or the conditions of my life that's the truth um Whereas when we come into the body, we realize there is this whole universe inside of us that is its own creative portal, is its own um, like cauldron of alchemy and, and beauty. And um, yeah, so I see self-love as like turning that self-abandonment wound on its head and um, yeah, reclaiming ourselves as the space that can never be abandoned, that can never be left. Mm, yum <laughs> I love the way you talk <laughs> it's beautiful <laughs> mm, great. and you know um I'd love if we could maybe just like talk about like why this is so challenging for people you know like it's um it's you know there, there might be people listening to this podcast and go like great that sounds like really nice in theory but like it's really fucking hard to do that right <laughs> because like in order to do that we have to face all of these identities that are so strong that don't want to that don't want to let go right yeah 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 this is something I've really struggled with and it's still a huge part of my karma and my um my journey in this lifetime to take full responsibility for what i feel um and again it's a huge collective wounding around the kind of um 
the drama triangle, right? It's like someone is always responsible for how you feel, like someone caused it. There's there's a perpetrator outside of you or there's there's a cause that we need to kind of like mentally point at when we're hurt and it's like this um, conditioning that always goes to um, looking for a reason, looking for justification about why we feel the way we feel, you know, almost to, um, to allow ourselves to feel something, you know. Um, so I feel like when we, when we have that container of self-love and we start landing deeper into the body, we come to know a place where it's like, it kind of doesn't really matter why I feel the way I feel on one level. Because in some ways it's like, we're never really gonna know, oh, why, why do I feel this and who caused it? And I find that to be like one of the ways that we've, um, that we've learned to bypass, especially if we're in the self-development world, it's like, oh, it's my attachment wound and it's this pattern mm. and it's this trigger and we get so identified and like obsessed with the whys and where does this come from? And it's like we want to like solve the puzzle of our childhood. Mm, and it's yeah. like all of that can be affirming and helpful at a point or to a point. And then it can become a way that we avoid like really inhabiting the raw sensation of pain or yeah, when we are experiencing a trigger that we're identifying as an abandonment wound. But, mm. um, you know, whether or not that's happening in the external, it's always our job and our place to, to embody what is actually going on in the system and in the body rather than, you know, we get obsessed with the situation and the, you know, this is, this is why this happened. And because you said this and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, right now he's like being my father and this happened when I was two years old and <laughs> yeah. I get it. And the mind is constantly trying to take us out of the body. Right. It's like, I've noticed this as well from, um, facilitating you know embodiment spaces for the last four years it's like um I can almost like witness someone when they're like in it and they're in their body and they're just feeling it and they're just moving from that place and then when their mind starts to like take them out you know <clears throat> with all these yeah. stories yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the way I see the mind is like it's an overactive security guard like mm. wanting to protect the body from feeling any pain and so it's like when the body signals to the mind like i'm in pain i'm triggered the mind's like right okay like how do we like analyze this and pick it apart and dissect it and find find a perpetrator and it's like the mind just goes crazy and it's all a signal that we just need to drop deeper into the body and that the body actually needs us and the mind is just this really old faulty survival mechanism that just wants to keep us you know on the surface of ourselves or mm -hmm. out of that that space of powerlessness um which is yeah. actually where the healing happens yeah i was about to say that's where like that's the power right the power of finding the power and the powerlessness yeah <laughs> that's right yeah, um, it's interesting because I feel like I've been journeying um, this a little bit lately and it's been in my field around um, how it's like it, it, it can sometimes be like a gradual process of expanding our capacity to hold the intensity of emotion, right, to hold the intensity of energy, whether that's like eros or whether that's like emotional energy without running or projecting it or needing it to to um to follow it in a way that it might our mind might be telling us to follow it yeah. yeah and there's so much power when we can just like you know it gradually expand that capacity to like to hold that and and you know not avoid I guess not abandon yeah 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 or blame yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and I find myself to be ridiculously sensitive like I don't know if I'm if I'm as sensitive as everyone else and it's just normal and I'm just in my body. So I like, <laughs> I perceive it as like, whoa, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, like the, the feminine body, 
like in my experience is so sensitive and it really is a journey to like strengthen our capacity to hold the pain which is like as you know simultaneous with our capacity to hold pleasure as well and mm. um yeah it takes a lot of strengthening of that masculine presence the container that can hold that sensation and that energy because again we have not been taught how to have that container um, mm. and mostly because it just wasn't safe to either it was like no just go into your survival mechanisms shut down numb dissociate there is not space for you to be present right now mm. yeah I resonate with that like I've always been quite sensitive as well and as a child um I wasn't really like seen in that I wasn't met in that right um yeah like no fault of my parents it just wasn't a thing so um I've always felt like you know I'm, I'm actually a cancerian as well it's my son and it's like I'm the typical crab you know I've like learned <laughs> to armor up like I'm like hard on the outside but it's the, the way that sometimes I'm perceived or the way that I um yeah hold myself is 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 sometimes far different and I'm learning to switch that and like you know lead mm. with the softness lead with that that the gooey inside knowing that I've got that like that warrior at my core to protect me if I need to but I don't need to walk around with this armor on all the time it's been a journey yeah 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 I can relate <laughs> they say that um a Scorpio is just a cancer in a leather jacket <laughs> which really made me laugh <laughs> but, but I have really strong Scorpio placements it's like my dominant and um yeah I'm the same I have such a and I've only just recently like become aware of it you know because you don't know what you don't know until you know and you're like whoa <laughs> but the the real inward like spikiness and like yeah secrecy of how i feel and yeah it's been very intense to realize like how strong that instinct to protect and conceal is and mm. i think because i'm so sensitive as well it comes back to that conditioning of um well sensitivity you know is um wrong or weak um all these things that we take on through the ancestry yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's been um really powerful for me to because uh, I didn't have a relationship before the one I'm in now for a couple of years so I didn't really have that practice but in this relationship I've been like really committing to being in my vulnerability and communicating from that place and I've just had so many like so, so much shift within my uh, within my being just from you know um from I guess dropping into that like softness and being like hey I'm experiencing this at the moment like this is this is what's alive like I have this fear about this and yeah and and when I'm met in that with that same energy of like you know with validating and being like yeah I, I can I can understand that and um you know that's not the case it's like I can literally just feel like this whole like wave of like deep insecurities and fear that I've probably been holding in my body for like so so long um just like leave me and my whole body just like softens a little bit more <laughs> yeah yeah <sighs> I'd love to hear from you around um yeah what's what supported you um being in this world and being so sensitive like how have you how have you managed to pull down that armor and show up in yeah. your softness <laughs> yeah well funny story so it kind of looked like me um well I started off in women's refuges women that were uh, experiencing domestic abuse so that was like my main vocation for years um, and so when I came out of that, I guess there was like a naive innocence of, and it's still here now, it's like, I just want to serve, I just want to, you know, support women to love themselves as, you know, even through domestic abuse, we can kind of trace it back again to that um, relationship to our boundaries and our worth. Um, so that's always been at the forefront. Uh, 
but I, you know, as we do, landed in the entrepreneurial online space um, with all these healing modalities and it's all very like exciting and like, wow. Um, and so I kind of went down that path and through being in spaces, you know, at no fault really of anyone else's or my own, just ignorance, ignorance of myself and ignorance in kind of culture in general, um, I found myself to feel really gaslighted and unseen in the depth of pain and trauma that I was carrying and I just could not identify with those spaces as being for me. Um, you know, and I didn't even know this at the time and I think it took around two years for me to I guess become sensitized enough in my body and my awareness to be like oh wait all of those modalities and kind of things I was partaking in they really aren't for someone like me and it's not coming from a space of identity but I suppose um yeah like co complex post-traumatic stress disorder like oh wow the healing communities around me don't really speak or serve like this it's more just kind of like you know go through this two week or sorry maybe that's an exaggeration <laughs> go through <laughs> this like two month process and like clear your patterning um mm. so through that kind of process i was like slowly awakened to like what i'd actually been through what my body was actually holding um the yeah maybe my story was just like a little bit more brutal than the people around me and that's okay and you know no one's wrong or right in that but i suppose that journey of um learning how to validate my experiences and like oh this is actually what i need like to really love myself and to really like reparent myself this is a slow process this is a gentle process that that mm. isn't like about getting to the finish line and becoming this like ideal idealistic like healed person it's like oh this is like a lifelong process of incarnating as myself and landing back on earth and so that was like one of the main pieces in my journey that i suppose um forced me to really soften and to release a lot of that um patriarchal conditioning around even what it means to heal and what it takes to heal and the level of like awareness that we have to have um, when we're working with people and also when we're on that path ourselves um, facing off with those traumas and inner demons um, like it's brutal and it's beautiful all at once um, but yeah I think finding finding my own path in that has been really integral and has humbled me a lot mm, beautiful yeah what's like what's for one person is is you know not for other people for sure yeah and I, lo I love that you said like it's just been this slow process because I think we live in this in this society that just needs this like instant gratification you know and it's like it's, it doesn't really work like that um yeah. and yeah I don't I think that it's pretty normal actually to have pretty complex traumas and and things to, to move yeah. through and people sometimes um I guess sometimes just get so stuck in that they just don't even know where to start in in all of this so yeah yeah feeling that and and the piece around um the gaslighting like I really have been sitting with this whole gaslighting thing recently and um just seeing the places where I'm still yeah I guess gaslighting and, and abandoning myself and not really validating my experience because of that that mind thing coming in and wanting to you know be like oh that's not true we don't have to go into that or, or whatever and yeah then seeing how like sometimes it's like oh I just want other people to validate me but I'm actually not even validating my own experience mm. yeah 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 that's it yeah yeah and I found like most most gaslighting I've experienced the seed was in myself you know the the lack of awareness that I had for myself the ignorance of um, the complexity of my pain or like what I've been through and yeah just just 
us as a as a world um, not really being informed or evolved in those ways like um, we, we kind of have to learn for ourselves like you know by kind of uh, being taught lessons mm, yeah it's definitely not a, a journey for the faint-hearted right <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's one thing that I'm like super grateful. I'm grateful for my courage to just keep showing up and getting up every time I get knocked down because it feels like it's a lot. <laughs> feels like you just sometimes get going again and you're like, cool, like I'm in that flow again. And then it's like, boom, the rug's pulled from your feet again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I find with that, it's like if I've had a period of time where I've been like really on my knees in my process and um, it's been very intense. It's like there's this willpower that wants to get up and sometimes it's true and it's like, oh, we're back. And there's something in my head that kind of gets egoic or prideful about it or like a bit kind of hungry and lusty. And that's usually when I get taken down again. Um, and what I've, started to kind of experience is that um, I kind of need to stay in that really supple, tender, humbled space to kind of stay in integrity with my essence. It's like as soon as we get in that kind of like almost, yeah, proud, proud, like cocky like oh yeah we're back it's like no <laughs> like just just stay in your tenderness and and find the courage to move from that space mm. and you don't you don't have to keep like self-destructing <laughs> oh yeah I, t I totally agree I feel like um this has been my journey over the last few few years really over this this pandemic time like um when it first happened um yeah like really early on I think in the first lockdown phase I was like all right well I can't go to the gym I can't do this I'm just going to go hard at home I'm going to get a skipping rope I'm going to do all this stuff and then I fractured my ankle oh, and no. I know and I, I didn't even notice at first I was like oh yeah I've just hurt her and I just kept going kept going kept going and then it wasn't until like um yeah like had an x-ray a couple of months later like nothing so I just kept going like rested obviously when I couldn't walk on it and then it'd be good again and I just keep going and then yeah a couple of months after that I had the proper M MRI scan or whatever it's called and yeah I was like you've got a fracture um and it took me from there probably like six months I like really was like okay like um, I've, I've got to actually stay off this foot um and I I was like okay I'll just fully slow down and I just like fully slowed down for like maybe a month and then after that month I was like oh well I can't be on my feet so I'll just create an online course you know and I was just like <laughs> boom, 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 boom. busy 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 like just didn't learn my lesson right and then the the next year so last year 2021 I got um, Ross River and glandular fever you know like two viruses that are like quite long lasting wow. and just like put me on my ass and I like, even through that period, there was so much resistance to just slowing down. Um, yeah. And there still is, like, I'm, <laughs> there still is, like, I'm, I am slowly learning how to just do life um, at this different pace that, that, you know, is being called of me. But yeah, exactly what you just said. It's like, every time I would go, cool, I got my energy back. I'll go to the gym. I'll start kickboxing. I'll do all this stuff again. And it's just like, nah, nah, bitch, get, get back in bed. You haven't learned your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really tough because our, you know, our DNA has literally been entrained to be in that reactivity, like hyper doing mode. And so it takes a lot of unlearning and like, yeah a lot of slowing down and then learning to go slower and slower like yeah it's not easy to unwind from that you know like how how many thousands of years has that been running like it's no easy feat to be you know um yeah it's no easy feat to wake up and be like I'm just gonna like be in the feminine now and you know be just in my sensuality all the time it's like <laughs> <laughs> what bitch who's gonna pay the bills <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's been really tough. Like it's been, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I guess it's been just this, like this journey of softening, um, as I said, and this journey of like just really coming back um, to the truth of who I am, which isn't this hyper, you know, boss bitch, friggin' independent woman, like I'm going to do it all on my own, like um, throughout this period as well. Like I met my partner and he's just like so loving and giving and wants to support me all the time. And um, I, I let, I fully let that in now, but it was, a, it was, a, it was hard at the start to let that in. There was this, every part of my being was like, no, don't let him do that for you because you can't rely on people because they, they will let you down. You know, it was like mm. so interesting to be faced with all of these different parts of me that just didn't trust people coming and supporting me. Didn't trust that, like their genuine love and care. It was like, it was going to be used against me at some point. Um, mm. So yeah, it feels just like I'm just, I've just been like cracked open, <laughs> uh, learning how to just like <clears throat> receive and feel safe in the the being and the nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's like the real initiation to find safety and like actually relaxing and actually like being in the moment. It's like that's actually where like for me the deepest terror has arisen or like having a partner who's willing to see me and um be present like that was actually so much more terrifying than the relationships that were like super avoidant <laughs> yeah totally because you can hide in the avoidant ones <laughs> yeah and it's familiar so it's like well I've already survived this like I know how to do this even though it's shit um but the, the healthy relationship where someone actually is like interested in your being, it's like, there's no reference point for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. It's, um, it's super vulnerable. And for me, like within that, you know, like that was how I started my relationship. Like I got sick, like a couple of weeks into to meeting him. And it was like, even hard for me to just, let him see me in that let him see me in this like what what I would have called like hopelessness you know um and and had to deal with like just feeling like yuck <laughs> like just hating myself in that um and then I guess in in that in the in the letting go of doing all the time and um you know like operating from that I guess that like scarcity um place of like yeah, the, the doing comes from like fear. Um, mm. I had to, I, I was faced with all of the shit that I'd been avoiding, right, from, from being in that, like from doing all the time, hyper doing. It's like, ah, this is why I haven't been fully anchored in my feminine because she feels so fucking insecure. Yeah, mm. she is just like does yeah. not want to be seen like, so it's been a lot to journey all of that. Um, and yeah. it only feels like now I'm getting to a place of like actually accepting that and actually being um, okay to like share her um, in the world. Yeah. 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 And it's like unraveling from that conditioning of um, I'm only a value when I'm being someone, you know, when I'm being of service or when I'm doing things and giving to the world, then I have value, then I have worth. But when I'm just, like you said, like hopeless and sick in bed, like, who am I then? You know, mm -hmm. and obviously we're still, <laughs> we're still us and it's, it's all truthful on one level but um yeah I feel like that's almost like the threshold that we come up against when we land in our beingness it's like oh when I'm not trying to be someone who am I oh I'm everything and I'm nothing which is like the greatest liberation but there's still this like deeply entrenched like feeling in the system of like oh no there's something to prove there's somewhere to get to and it's not safe to rest and it's not safe to let go and allow my essence to creatively lead me and as you'll know as a manifester we get these bursts these spontaneous bursts and the rest of the time is just waiting and resting until those bursts happen so even like really trusting that part of myself was like 
whoa so I really just have to rest and just like nourish myself and then I'll be this like creative genius but actually trusting that and listening to it is um so it takes a lot of self-trust yeah it does and it's so interesting because it's like I see my friends who are sort of like just starting to go through this like you know with all of the new um mandates and stuff some of my good friends have lost their jobs and they're just like no I'm gonna just it's just a like it's an initiation into just like fully like doing my thing now you know I'm just seeing like um how hard it is to get out of that like hyper doing and I'm just like it's it's so funny to be sort of I guess on the other side even though I still feel like I'm going through it but sort of be on that other side where it's like how can they not see that they just need to rest and like do all (laughs) these things and just care for yourself like yeah yeah, and it's like of course like you were right there you still are like you still have to remind yourself to slow down to um to do your practices to meet yourself with that that with that love and to listen to your body in every moment and it's challenging when you've got shit to do and your body's like nah you need a rest like get in bed have a rest and you're like but 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 I've got all this stuff to do but I've, I've noticed like more and more now it's just like if I push through that I get nothing done anyway and so I've got no. nothing done and I haven't rested so no yeah no, nothing of sustenance comes from that place of dysregulation and forcing like nothing yeah <laughs> like yeah. it unless it feels effortless and like you're being pulled like it's it's pretty certain that like it's just gonna be a bit of a dud <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's challenging when you haven't been living your life like following that, like like being in complete flow to what your body needs and, and desires um, in every moment. You know, it yeah, it can be quite a brutal, brutal transition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we're coming out of this like normalised dysregulation, you know. It's like, like people unconsciously or the the world globally it's like if you look at us as just like one organism it's like oh the norm is to be in a heightened state of dysregulation and don't look at it (laughs) don't 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 stop for enough time to really notice it just just keep going or just keep distracting keep numbing keep avoiding because yeah it's um, it's liberating and it's also like extremely painful when we you know wake up from that sleep of oh my god what have I been doing to myself and like where have I actually been like where has my essence actually been oh it's not even been here I've just been like living through this projection of my mind of, like my mind's projection of what will keep me safe and what will allow me to survive which is you know just based on some like codependent trauma loop Mm. (laughs) yeah I love that yeah so coming back to um like the embodiment piece of of everything we're speaking about is like if if someone's listening to this and they're just like yeah that's me like I'm stuck in that loop I'm living through that projection of my mind I'm not in my body um like where like what would you suggest like where should they start Mm. Yeah, so recently I've been like coming to this space where I realized that a lot of my practices are not like the, um, I suppose, the spiritual practices that I first um, began using on my awakening process. Like I used to meditate a lot more and um, yeah, there was was just almost more of these um, established ways of like regulating yourself and taking care of yourself. And I think when you become a little bit neutralized in your journey, it's like, you're like, oh, actually, I want to go for a run. (laughs) I don't want to do yoga. (laughs) Or I want to go kickboxing. That just feels way more (laughs) enticing. (laughs) Um, I kind of went off on a tangent there. But yeah, what I was getting at was (laughs) Gemini. Yeah, my favorite thing to do at the moment is to, um, and it's so simple, and I feel like the medicine and the way through is almost so simple that we, it's the last place we look. Um, But I love just 
um, putting some candles on, like my star projector, just adorning my space, like that kind of Taurian vibe of um, just like making your space really beautiful and soothing and um, just putting some music on, like I love listening to jazz music, but the intention is I'm just going to be in my space. I'm just going to be here with all the discomfort or distractions that my mind is going to conjure up. I'm just going to be here, like actually in life, in the moment with, with nothing to hold on to. Um, and I feel like lighting and sound just gives that, um, that kind of sensual element of grounding the body that, yeah, I think we need to spend so much more time in reality without technology, um, silent or, yeah, we, we just need to be still and to be in like a, a simplicity of life rather than like this kind of busyness where there's always somewhere to look and something to engage with. So, yeah, I find for my nervous system, like the more time I spend, in that kind of space and ritual with myself. Um, the more fulfilled I am, the more connected I am, the more creative I feel. Um, yeah, it's and it's so simple, you know, it's, it's nothing um, complex. Um, but yeah, it's that like coming back to basics and actually like being in life and experiencing life um, just feels very necessary and like, yeah like a daily must for everyone mm. yeah I love that it's like we can't afford not to have that every day you know and there's still times where my body's like I don't have time for that you know or my mind sorry it's like I don't have time for that you know and it's like I I need to have time for that like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah something like that said, I can't afford not to yeah exactly that I've just been um, remembering to re-remembering to do again um, is just have that time in the morning you know sometimes we can wake up and just get up straight away or get on our phone or be like what are we doing today or like what's happening and be in our mind and um, yeah I've just been like no like even this morning I woke up and I don't know if it had something to do with my dream or yeah, I don't know, yesterday afternoon when I finished my work for the day, like I, I just was left with feeling like a little bit of stress. Like I was just like, I've got all this stuff I need to do and I, I don't necessarily have like the energy to see it all through this week. And um, so, yeah, I must have carried that into like my my dreams or something and I woke up just feeling that, feeling really tense. And I was like, cool. So rather than like buying into that and like getting on my phone and be like, what have I got to do today? How can I fit in this? Um you know, can I just be with myself, you know, and just like putting my hands on my body. And I was just, I was just telling myself, like, it's safe to let go. It's safe to soften. It's like, you don't need to hold this tension in your body. Like, it's okay. Like, there yeah. is enough, there is enough, you know, and really just like self-soothing and making sure that like doing that for as long as it took till when I, so that I could get up and be like, ah, like, I'm not carrying this like tension and stress into my day. So just yeah. doing little things like that, I feel as well, just like meeting yourself um, and just doing like, like, like they don't have to take long, just small sort of self-regulation practices throughout the day when you're noticing that you are going into a bit of a place of like tension or contraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it means to love ourselves, right? It's like having that awareness that can discern and see oh, I'm making that choice and, and following that action because I'm actually in that state of dysregulation where I feel like I'm just, yeah, reacting to life and then getting caught in those loops of um, stress and tension, like you said. And it's like loving ourselves is really to have that moment like you, you expressed where we just kind of pause and kind of almost look, look above ourselves for a moment and, and we're like, oh, this is what I need. Like, this mm. is actually what's true. This is what it would actually mean to love myself and care for my body right now, rather than like um, being like a slave to this impulse. It's just this habit that we have 
that we sometimes can't see beyond. Um, yeah, so it feels like a really important part is to cultivate that awareness that can see beyond the impulse and actually make that choice from consciousness rather than, yeah, habit. Because, yeah, I see it with myself all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this because it's a habit. Not because I want to, not because I need to. It's a habit. It's just a really shit habit. <laughs> Mm. and I can choose to drop it in that moment of seeing it or I can like play dumb and kind of keep it in the peripheral <laughs> but I, I feel like once you see these pieces and patterns like you can't unsee it so it just starts to kind of fall off mm. and then new behaviors start to form um, and like it's happening with myself with my laptop versus oh I'm going to create a really beautiful space where I can just be with myself and listen to um, jazz music or whatever it is and it's like oh that is so much more fulfilling. Mm, I love that and when like in that moment you said that I was like yeah I don't do that enough I don't just lay and listen to music you know like I'm listening to music a lot I'm listening to music when I'm cleaning the house or I'm in the car and I'm like I don't actually just ever really lay there and just listen to music unless I'm like creating a podcast uh, sorry not a podcast a playlist for something but then again I'm not really listening to the whole song so I think I'm gonna do that today I think I'm gonna go and Yay. lay in the sun and just listen to some music <laughs> yeah. mm. another thing that's um I just want to share before we finish up is I've been really <clears throat> coming into like this deeper embodiment of, of self-love and integrity, I guess. Um, and what I'm noticing is like, I'm, I'm looking at um, within that, I'm really looking at my relationship to money and where I've spent mm. my money and like um, where I can change the habits of how I spend my money to better serve myself, you know, mm -hmm. like um, I, I'm, I've always been pretty good at like treating myself, <clears throat> but been treating myself in ways that just sort of like you know feel feel that cup when it's empty you know like buy myself a new dress or something yeah, not yeah. like I'm gonna put money aside so I can like go to the dentist regularly or I'm going to actually fix that slow leak in my like car tire you know like I'm actually going to do these things that like these foundational pieces that actually have been missing a bit in my life, um, mm. you know, in, in small little ways of like, yeah, just not looking after my car properly or not like um, prioritizing like my dental health or all of these little ways where I'm like, actually, that's, that's not fully loving myself because someone that loves themselves will prioritize their basic needs like that over getting a new dress or going out for dinner. So that's how I've right. been shifting the way that I love myself. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it's um, similar to you, like waking up in the morning and intentionally like staring out my wind staring outside my window because we live in the country and uh, it's often raining and I find that to be so therapeutic and just like making myself like be in that state of silence for a bit and then um, stretching and doing acupressure and maybe dancing and yeah it really feels like allowing myself to follow that gen genuine current of like where my body wants to take me and like where that joy is um yeah as opposed to like the habitual like kind of robotic movements that we can get into like especially at the start of the day because it's like oh get up and go to this um yeah I love being really slow in the mornings mm, and I'm a oh. night owl as well and I love like <clears throat> being in my own space at night and um like when the world is quiet, even though it's always very quiet here because we're in the middle of nowhere. But um, yeah, I think it's again, part of that manifesto, like medicine, like peace. I think that's our like self theme, peace. Anything where like peace is abundant, it's like, ah, oh, that's home. Mm, yeah, I love that. <clears throat> I was speaking to one of my friends the other day and she's a yoga instructor among other things and she was like oh 
I realized the other day that I've actually given up yoga. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't think you'd ever give up yoga. She's like, I've just given up having this linear practice. She's like, I still meet yeah. my body. I still stretch my body every day, but I'm not always doing yoga. Sometimes like it wants to just dance around and shake. Sometimes it wants to just play on these exercise balls. Sometimes it just wants to roll around on the floor and make weird noises, you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. meeting like my body every day and just giving it what it needs rather than having this regimented structured yeah. practice, yeah. which yeah. I love. Yeah. Yeah. It can get a bit flat and boring when we're like holding ourselves in that yeah like you said linear routine like yeah it's definitely a point where I'm like ah, <laughs> this isn't that that useful anymore like doing the 20 minutes of breath work and then the cold shower like that there's like periods where it's like really needed and then yeah I'm very similar I just want to be very spontaneous and fluid and that actually feels really pleasurable to just like indulge in that Mm. I'm I'm 5% battery left. I forgot yeah. to bring down my charger. That's okay. I feel like we should like wrap it up here anyway. Um, it feels pretty good to finish here. But is there just anything that you want to share? I'll, I will grab all like your, you know, links and stuff and add it to the comments of the, the podcast. But if there's anything that you want to share about something coming up? No, or... no I don't think so. Um, okay. If you're sharing like my handles and stuff, yeah, if you want to keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. They're like my main platforms. Um, yeah, and and whenever this is released, it, there will be information there on anything I'm holding or, um, yeah, any, any spaces that I'm currently facilitating, you'll be able to find that information somewhere. Um, but yeah, I think that's all. Beautiful. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. It was so nice to just roll with it and yeah, just kind of chat away and move here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, similar to like the practice, right? When it's like regimented and we have to speak on this, it's like I love just yeah. getting on these podcasts and just having sort of a rough idea of what we want to talk about and just seeing whether where it takes us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Thank Thanks you. for sharing your wisdom today. Thanks for having me.